Welcome to the Fight Wing official podcast. This is episode number 71! Welcome to the 71st episode of the official Fight Wing podcast. It's me again, Natasha Devine, here to talk some shit, maybe smarten some people up, share my opinion, whatever. So, I'll be playing uh, a little bit later in this episode, uh, like some different sound bites about just some information about stuff that's going on with the war over in the Novorossiya, or what do they call that shit? Ukraine? Sorry. <laughs> Woo! I, I'm just kidding. They they call it Ukraine. Apparently, I was corrected uh, by the the. Who's, I'm I'm a Russian propagandist, right? So let's hear this. But um, apparently, I was corrected. That I'm not supposed to call it the Ukraine. I'm supposed to say Ukraine because the Ukraine is what they called it when it was under Russian uh, control or whatever. So, whatever. Fuck you. It's the Ukraine. That's what I've always called it since I was a kid. I just, you know, it's going to be hard to break people of saying things that they've always said. I know that they're trying to rewrite history every day and come up with new names. And instead of Kiev, now it's Kiev. And, uh, you know, a man in a dress is a woman, too, so trust the science and wear the mask and pray for Ukraine. Ah, they're just trying to control your brains, but re realistically, whatever. It's the Ukraine, Ukraine. Fucking difference does it make? Fucking correct me on some shit like that, you bitch motherfucker. Fucking come on, you know, here's an article about why we're supposed to say... Ukraine, not the Ukraine. You know what? Anytime anybody tells me that I'm supposed to say anything, I'm going to fucking say the opposite. And somebody says, I'm not supposed to say this thing, I'm going to fucking say that because it's called freedom of speech. You you can't tell me what I'm supposed to say. And, and this weird 1984 crap, you know, let's turn this Russian shit off. I was joking around with that. Uh, not really the catchiest song, is it? Jeez. Like, no, no wonder Russians are bitter. Like, that's your national anthem? I'm sorry, guys. You need to work on that. Maybe get a better one. I know now I'm going to get, like, bomb threats from Russians. How dare you insult national Russian anthem? It is best song of all time. But, um, it's really, it's not. It's all right. Whatever. Okay, um, there's some informational stuff later, but what I want to get out of the way is the usual, you know, besides for the facts about any political issue or conflict or, or, you know, news cycle or whatever, there's like the information and the facts about what's going on, which is, they'll be discussed a little bit later. 
But there's also the what the fuck is wrong with people element. Like, people are just... Some of these takes and some of these views expressed by people. You know, you hear this motherfucker Trudeau talking about, you know, you don't want to get a vaccine. That's unacceptable views. Well, what about, you know, some of the views (laughs) some of these people are expressing uh, now? You know, everybody forgot about COVID for a minute, but let's worry about this Ukraine shit. Um, It is so stupid. You got people breaking windows of Russian restaurants in America. What? The fuck is wrong with you? Do you think that they did something... You know, they 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 wrapped up a dinner of, of, from their restaurant, some tea and some little cakes, and sent it over to Putin. Please invade Ukraine. Here, this will help. You know, like, what the fuck do you think that they have to do with the actions of the Russian state? You know? And it's the same type of people that go and bust a window at a synagogue because of uh, Palestine. You know, I believe in Palestine. Let me go smash up a Jew thing and, yeah, that... They'll get my point across. Woo, my side. You know, people are fucking ridiculous nowadays. They just do the dumbest shit for the dumbest reasons, for the dumbest causes. So, you got these pro-Ukraine pages all over the internet popping up. I mean, the official Ukraine pages are cringe enough. I mean, for fuck's sake, Ukraine is trying to get Russia banned from Twitter they're trying to tell people to cre- freeze their crypto assets. And they're using Twitter to do all this, which is suspect as fuck anyway, because we already talked about the human trafficking and shit in Ukraine. And then I've also previously talked about the human trafficking on Twitter. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're very engaged on Twitter. And they have a lot of support on Twitter, which means, like, you have a lot of fucking weirdo pedos and stuff liking you, because that's, like, the majority of people who don't get shadow banned on fucking Twitter are weirdo pedo far left freaks like Vouch and stuff, right? Who, by the way, is all praying for the Ukraine support or standing with Ukraine. I guess he's a communist. He doesn't pray, I guess. Or I don't know. You're supposed to trust the science, which is basically atheist, but then also pray for the Ukraine. They, they have a lot of mixed messaging going on on that side, but, um, Bausch and Richard Spencer have come out in support of Ukraine, of course, because gay and because Nazi, right? Because neo-Nazis and gay. You know, I didn't used to think that Richard Spencer was a neo-Nazi, by the way, when he, uh, until that uh, leaked speech from the end of Charlottesville. Uh, and he was just a total little Hitler. And I was like, this guy isn't just trying to do something like white people are are being disrespected shit he's on some little hitler shit so there um but anyway yeah fuck the ukraine um and fuck these idiots standing with a country that's just corrupt as fuck every person from the ukraine that's you know a decent person and and uh you know like a little bit right wing that i've talked to is like well you know the country is run by mafia, and <laughs> so is the government. So, you know, we kind of expected them to eventually get invaded by somebody, if not Russia. It was going to be America, or somebody was going to fucking invade them because it's just, it's it's out of control, you know? Um, so, the, now that's just 
from my personal interactions with some ethnic Ukrainians that live in America, you know. Um, that's the take that I got. Like, yeah, well, why the fuck you think I'm over here, right? <laughs> because fuck, fuck that country. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like, we, apparently we have a lot of sleeper cells of people over here. And Israel, too. I saw a lot of Israeli uh, Ukrainians out with the Ukraine flags. And I'm thinking, well, go the fuck back then, huh? You're over here standing in New York City or Tel Aviv with a Ukraine flag because... I'm from the Ukraine. Well, if you loved it so much and they treated you so fucking great, why don't you go back? Why don't you go defend them? You want to stand with the Ukraine? Stand with your boots on the fucking ground and shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here, okay? Really. If you came to this country, that means that your country, for some reason, wasn't good enough for you, okay? Or else, were you just an opportunist? You're a sleeper cell? You're really working for their government? And you came over here just to waiting for these moments to represent that country or something? Because for you to leave your home country and move to a whole new place, uh, that shouldn't be something people are just doing lightly. Like, oh, well, I just, you know, I wanted to enjoy certain weather in Florida or something so I moved there away from Ukraine if you are still loyal to the fucking Ukraine get the fuck out of our country all right and that goes for any other fucking country if you moved here from Russia and you're still loyal to Russia get the fuck out and go fight for Russia if you moved here from China and you're still loyal to China fuck you go back to China as a matter of fact you know my opinion is generally most of you should just go the fuck back anyway regardless of who you think you're loyal to but if you figure if you had some bad shit happening over there maybe it's safer for you over here so in that interest all right you can come over but don't give us this bullshit that you still love that other fucking country do you get married and you go back well I still uh, you know I stand with Bob my ex you know, if, if he gets in a fucking fight, how's your new husband supposed to feel then? You, you're going to put uh, a little, you know, stand with Bob hashtag in your fucking bio because uh, Bob's having a fight with his new girlfriend or something? Look how the fuck you look. Hmm? I mean, yeah, it's one thing to take aside and make, you know, have a discussion and opinion saying... Yeah, well, I think fucking what Russia's doing is bullshit, or I think what Russia's doing is cool, or I think whatever. But to just make some blanket, hey, stand with this and 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 pray for them, and they're the thing, and and we're gonna make a, a, a another divisive thing between people in America. Okay, now we, you know, you might as well just all print Ukraine flags on your masks, right? Because I mean, you, the people who are wearing the masks are the people supporting the Ukraine. Simple as, right? They just got my booster. Oh, we're praying for Ukraine this week. Oh, shit. Well, I just prayed for Ukraine. Hey, man, we're back to being atheists. Trust the science. Keep up here. You know, like like, like the memes tell you. You know, I mean, me, the memes are writing themselves now. Uh, the fucked up thing is I have seen so much pro-Ukraine stuff that's like extreme and bizarre and it's still like being parroted and echoed in the mainstream and that's that's the weird part about it because yeah there's always going to be like something in the mainstream that the people don't understand and there's like a weird underground element to it but it to this 
conflict or political issue, it seems like it's some really obvious stuff that's not super underground that's like Nazis and freaks supporting the Ukraine and they're just welcomed into the fold. Yeah, we're all standing with the Ukraine. No what aboutism. That's one of the Antifa groups that we're we know what aboutism. Even though there's straight up neo Nazi brigades are some of the most active and well funded and strongest groups in in the Ukraine military, the anti fascist action, quote unquote, wants to tell you, hey, we're standing with Ukraine. No what aboutism. So you can't say, Well what about the Nazis? No, we're standing with them. See how fucked up this is? I told you that Antifa wasn't fucking fighting fascism or against neo Nazis. They're on some other weird shit. But anyway, that's a separate topic. I saw something very disturbing to me just as a person, <laughs> as a decent human being, but also, you know, as a mom. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar um, with this kid, uh, Hezbollah. He, he's like a fighter and, um, he's from Russia. Um, his last is, is Hezbollah Magomedov. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Um, maybe it's Magomedov, whatever. He's a kid. So, some pro-Ukraine page, Contra News or something, uh, that's been posting all this stuff about, oh, why the Russians are terrible stuff. He's, he's posted this thing, Hezbollah is joining the Russian forces. Kill this motherfucker. And it has a picture of this kid, you know. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? Really? Are, are you thinking it? I'm almost like wondering. You know, you can't tell who's who anymore. Like, are you really supporting yourself? When when you make these type of statements, it's just this young dude is you're supposed to go kill him. And he's tiny. He's like a midget. You know, I don't know if you realize what I'm, the guy I'm talking about is tiny. Now, I mean, he's not like a, a child child. He's, I think he's 17. Oh, let me, let me just check real quick. Okay, he just turned 18. So, so the kid's 18. And they're talking about kill him. He's a midget. He's a tiny, tiny little person who just turned 18. And they're like, kill this motherfucker. What is wrong with you? Is that really what we're down here doing like is that is that how we're being yeah kill kill smash some midgets and stuff you know i mean every choice that the ukraine has made has been the wrong choice the choice to let a fucking mafia run their fucking country it was a bad choice uh the choice to let this dude get elected that's a comedian that played Ukraine TV, you know, president before, <laughs> like, everything they're doing is a poor choice. They're handing out weapons to the civilians, but not allowing the civilians to freely leave. Azov apparently uh, is 
stopping civilians and turning them around and saying, no, you know, you can't go out. So it's, it's a fucking mess over there. War is always a mess. It's never good ecologically speaking. And generally speaking, from a political stance, yes, it always changes something. Not always for the better. Even if the goal is to do something for the better. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's become just another one of these stupid things to try and distract Americans and keep us divided on. You know, it's like, oh, well, we need to pray for the Ukraine. It's like this whole NPC overwhelming Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. It's just like everything that you look at, there's some little thing, you know, you go and you try and look at a website. You're just reading an article about something totally different. Let's say you're reading some recipes or something, some shit on the side about uh, help out the Ukraine. You're going and looking at uh, a video game. You're playing a game. Somebody's got to be in there. Stand with Ukraine, 1823 or something. You know, it's like you can't, like, it's, they're just trying to bombard you with this fucking messaging. And anytime they're trying to bombard you with the messaging, you should question the messaging. You're like, okay, well, why are they saying this in so many different places? I could see somebody sharing their opinion. I could see something being popular. But when it's like you can't avoid it, something sinister is going on. Something is weird. Something is wrong. Okay? Um... They're talking about the bioweapons labs. Supposedly, these are, you know, Fauci-related things. Uh, I suppose all of the truth of it will come out in the end, but just remember that both Putin and Zelensky, both the Russia and the Ukraine presidents, are both members of the WEF, World Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum and were key speakers in 2020 and 2021 respectively. So this whole thing may be a subterfuge. You got these Q people and these some other people believing that Putin's going in to fight the deep state uh, you know and all this stuff. I don't believe any of that. I believe that you know, Putin is looking into Russian interests. He's the leader of Russia. If that happens to clash with what the American deep state is doing, then that's so be it. But I don't think that's his purpose is to, you know, be some liberator or something like that. I think people put a little too much romance onto a lot of the uh, political figures. Um, but in reality, he, he's looking out for Russian interests. He doesn't want some nuclear fallout, bioweapons, whatever might be going on down there. He's not comfortable about it. He's going to go fuck their country up until they, you know, make it safe for, or what he considers safe for fucking his borders and, you know, surrounding territories. And Belarus and other people obviously are supporting that their governments anyway 
And um, there has to always be the distinction made between the government and the people. And I think a lot of these, you know, political dilettantes, these lot of uh, new people who just kind of dabble in it and they're interested in it, but they're not really that deep. I think they often conflate the state and the people. When we say, when I'm saying, you know, fuck Ukraine, I'm not saying like anything about individual common people. We're talking about the state, okay? The Ukraine military, the Ukraine government, it's all corrupt. It's all provide bank, Burisma, uh, Kolomovsky, there's all these guys, they're all corrupt as fuck, man. So, that's what we're talking about. Putin, he has corruption issues in his country as well. He's known for silencing political opponents, you know, and so forth, just the same as Zelensky has. That's the way they do in Eastern Europe, though. I mean, hell, that's the way they do in politics, period. But, I mean... They're a little bit more rough around the edges and bold about it. Like in America, we at least try to cover up that we silence our political opponents. Over there, they're just like real, they're just roaming about it. They're bold where they just like, you know, they have that mentality. Like if you're going to kill a king, you don't do it in the dark. You do it in the middle of the court where everyone can watch him die. And that's how they handle shit over there. Over here, we're a little more cloak and dagger. You know, well, so-and-so and we'll just kind of pressure him from behind the scenes and would do this and that. But over there, they're just like, nah, we told that dude we just put him in jail or get the fuck out of the country. <laughs> you know, like that's... It's it's just a different way. And I think that a lot of the Americans are like opining about it. They're not... Um, they haven't dealt with Slavs like that. Eastern European people, they have just a harsher approach. You know, they consider the American approach is almost laughable it's like sissy stuff sometimes to them um and and we consider them a lot of times to be basically barbarians <laughs> you know they're like well these guys are not even civilized you know and um that's a lot of the the i guess the lost in translation cultural issues that we're dealing with now with all these people who are supporting the Ukraine don't know the first thing about the Maidan protests. They don't realize that the the Euro Maidan uh, revolution was basically Russophobia. It was uh, the guy was president. They overthrew their whole fucking government because he was too close with supposedly too close with Putin and the Russians. He was a native Russian speaker, and he was only popular really in the. Areas that had a lot of ethnic Russians. So it's like, it turns into like basically racism against Russians caused them to overthrow their government. And it was like, oh, but January 6th was horrible, but let's, you know, have a bloody fucking revolution and financing that. It's just okie dokie and fine. And we got to stand for their freedoms, but in America, you better wear a fucking mask. What? Of course, I mean, I'm not out here wearing a mask unless it's like you know to intimidate somebody or something <laughs> but i mean with these fucking virus masks and everything um it is i know it's a meme and it's becoming kind of cliche right now but it is very i guess interesting that the same people who wore a mask 
You even got a fucking jab and a booster, maybe a couple of them, with no resistance. Begrudgingly, uh, well, I guess we have to do this. <laughs> Went ahead with all that flow. Now think that, you know, Ukraine needs to stand up for their freedom. and <laughs> You didn't stand up for your own fucking freedom. You didn't stand up for your neighbor's freedom. You didn't stand up for the freedom of the kids in the schools. You didn't stand up for freedom of speech on social media where you could talk about the vaccine and say maybe it sucks maybe i don't want to take it because fuck you and i it doesn't matter whether it's good or not you know like everybody was already sucked into this authoritarian nightmare and then here comes you know our media telling us that we need to go and pray and stand with a bunch of fucking basically neo-nazi mafia you know, so it's doing some kind of fucked up human trafficking, as discussed in the uh, January episode 69. So, like, wh what's wrong with these people? What is wrong with people? What is this? It can't be all from the vaccines because they had to be this fucked up to take the vaccine in the first place, right? Like... People are like, oh, the people are acting weird because they took a vaccine. But wait a minute. They were already acting weird to take the vaccine, though. So what was going on before the vaccines came out, guys? I don't know if it's just all Operation Mockingbird really worked that well. Like, I guess people just really believe what the media had been telling them for years and paid that close attention to it. You know, I mean, me personally, I ignored the media messaging and I only investigate the media to see what type of media they're putting out what type of messaging they're trying to do i don't go and believe what they're saying like but people maybe they're out here really doing that apparently a lot of them are it's bizarre to me and amazing but i mean i guess you look throughout history and you see people have always done you know ridiculous terrible things out of groupthink, you know. Um, I mean, look, camaraderie, unity, all that shit's good. Having some solidarity with somebody who has views like you, all that shit's nice, good. You need all those things. Those are healthy social interactions, whatever. But when you go into this mass formation psychosis where everybody's doing this so I better do it too that's creating a sociopathy I mean that didn't need to be there it's like you create sociopaths out of people who were like normal before it's like just pushing them that everybody they feel scared to not conform and this Ukraine crap is just another new example of it oh well you know I'm gonna lose my I'm going to get kicked out of the store if I don't wear the mask. I'm going to lose my job if I don't get the jab. I'm going to have my window broken now if I don't support the Ukraine. Come on. Or, I'm sorry, Ukraine? The Ukraine? Fuck you. It's the fucking Nova Russia. Fuck you. I am fucking sick of it. This is all coming from the system itself. This political violence is funded. This is not just everybody's so angry that they're going to start 
you know, doing things to people because they really hold these beliefs strongly. No, all of this is funded. And guess what? They're taking our fucking money out of our paychecks. Out of when you buy something at the store. It's all going to fund this crap. Alright? It's going to fund Ukraine military. We're sending them rockets and shit. You know, also, America, government, let me just clue you in. on Hey, maybe sending law rockets... And all these fucking weapons and shit over to Ukraine. It could have possibly tipped the scales to get them invaded? Huh? You don't think that that was a fucking concern for Putin, who's authoritarian right next door to their fucking country? This is a proxy war. Our tax dollars are funding these fucking Ukrainians. And that's why people are saying, you should stand with them. Well, we're already sending them our fucking money. I'm not sending them a goddamn thing more. I'm not sending my fucking Bitcoin to these fucking human trafficking Nazi freaks. No. We're already being robbed and having... This is not about me uh, loving these fucking Russians. Because like I said, they're... I mean, they're basically savages too. But these fucking... Ukrainians, they're so wrapped up in so much fucked up stuff. How can you even remotely think that, hey, you know, I should stand with the Ukraine. Stand with what? What do you mean? Stand with them how? For what reason? What do they need you to stand with them for? What's that going to do? What does that even mean? It's fucking brainwashing. It's not going to do anything but convince you to not complain that these motherfuckers are about to send our troops over there to fucking die for these fucking retards. These uh, troops that we have stationed now in Latvia, which, by the way, Latvia was the one that said that the fucking Ukrainian uh, inspector general, I mean, um, yeah, that he needed to be removed and that there was something shady going on with the money coming out with Burisma and stuff that 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 came from Latvia but so we now we got troops over there I guess to intimidate the Latvians and I mean that's probably the only purpose because we just sent a small amount of flyboys over there and what are they going to just they're not going to take on the whole Russian everything so I don't know Biden has a weird game playing out I tell you that I just want to make a, a quick correction uh, a little bit ago. I misspoke when I was referring to the Latvians. Um, they didn't want to have the inspector general removed. They wanted the one who got removed, they wanted him to look into the Burisma money and everything that was being moved around with the shell company. So I, I misspoke. It sounded like I was saying that they wanted him to be removed. I meant the one who was removed, they wanted him to investigate. So just to clarify that. Um, very weird. <laughs> but I really don't think that uh, Putin is the uh, innocent sweetheart or anything either. Now, 
Putin has a lot of issues, right? He, you know, he has some, basically, he's just an authoritarian and he's willing to do some pretty harsh shit to stay in power that, you know, in the American style is not accepted, right? Um, but they let it go over there. It's Russia. They figure they, you know, they respect the strong man. They do it that way. And that's the way Russians roll. And just the fact that that is how Russians roll is that you would want to poke that fucking bear and have these, you know, uh, arm up the Ukrainians and try and start a war with these fuckers is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't know what you're thinking. Have you ever met a Russian? If you've ever dealt with actual Russians, you don't want to fucking start no war with actual Russia. Are you kidding me? That's all the Russians. Now you're not not just one Russian. You got all these fucking Russians? No. Ridiculous. They don't back down. Okay? You're talking about people who, when they were fighting the Nazis, came out in the fucking snow with Molotov cocktails in their fucking underwear after they ran out of fucking ammo ready to fucking kill these Nazis with their bare hands. In the snow, in their underwear, because they've been drinking vodka all night. Y'all fucking ain't ready for these vodka politics. As a matter of fact, there's a very good book called Vodka Politics. Uh, I believe you can get it on pretty much any place that you can buy uh, books. But it's called um, Vodka Politics. Alcohol, Autocracy, and the Secret History of the Russian State. And um, it's by Mark Lawrence Schrad, who is a professor, or assistant professor of political science at some university. Anyway, Mark Lawrence Schrad, read it. Vodka Politics, if you want to get a little vibe of how the Russians roll, if you are not familiar with Russians. And their politics. So there you go. Um, look up Euromaidan. M-A-I-D-A-N. If you don't know how the current government and system and everything in, in the Ukraine be, became to be, look that up. Look up those protests where they overthrew the government for being too friendly with the Russians. See what you think about it. Don't just go with, I'm just telling you facts that I know and then my opinion based on that information. So, without further ado, let's go into some of these claims and conspiracies and war happenings that are supposedly... Uh, going on and we will do that right after this advertising break So the following soundbite uh, is apparently from some Australian guy's podcast uh, who goes by the name of Ozzy Cossack, uh, 
which I didn't find out until I listened almost all the way through <laughs> the file because it doesn't it came to me with literally no information. There's some Instagram profile and they wrote the podcast account that we have the Flight Wing Podcast Instagram uh, and just sent an audio file that says, you know, so and so, I forget his name, has sent an audio message. And he looks just like a like a regular boomer Trump fan type profile, you know, like American flag MAGA hat type dude, uh, you know, picture some guy probably in his 50s, early 60s, something like that. And uh, it was weird because I just like got these messages from this guy about uh, the Ukraine and I'd never communicated with this person before. So, um, it was just, you know, one of those ones where you had to approve, uh, the message or whatever. And so this Aussie Cossack or whatever, um, all I could find was, as, as far as he said, Telegram channel. So I found this Aussie Cossack live uh, chat group. And there's just like a picture of a guy who looks Eurasian. Um, and it's like just a bunch of random telegram people talking shit and spamming in there. So I don't even know if that's the real chat for this guy or whatever. Uh, but in any case, I'm not promoting this guy's podcast. I don't know really shit about him because it was really kind of hard to find any information. I mean, I know he gave like a call sign at the end of his talk here. Uh, what, what I did find is one channel called Exposing the Aussie Cossack and it, it just has one post only it looks like yeah uh, the, and it says this new revelations are coming to light about the Aussie Cossack and his real intentions and belief the following are two quotes from videos and interviews recorded previously quote we never felt like Australians we are strangers there I consider myself a Russian person I consider myself a supporter of a strong Russian state we will always support the policy of the Russian state we respect our commander-in-chief Putin very much and we have the unique opportunity to support Russia from within a hostile state uh, according to this page the Aussie Cossack guy that did the podcast bit that you're about to hear said this and according to this his real name is Simon Boykov um, I don't know if that's actually the truth, but this is what all I could find about it, okay? And supposedly, he also said another quote, Australia is a good place to promote a foreign agenda. Simon Boykov. Now, I noticed right away, listening to the guy, that he was Russian. 
he has an Australian accent, but it's covering a Russian accent. He has the real hard consonants and the long vowels of a native Russian speaker. Before I even got to the point where he said he was Aussie Cossack, which obviously saying he's a Cossack, he's from somewhere in Russia, right? Um, I could tell it was Russian. Okay, so is this pure Russian propaganda? Maybe. I cannot prove it either way, but I thought it would be something very interesting for everyone to listen to and just to share that people are sending me this, okay? Um, I don't know if that's the real name of the guy or if he said any of those quotes, whatever. But that's all I could find about the guy. And then a Telegram profile, like not a, you know, a channel, uh, but of a guy, again, he, he looks Eurasian, wearing a suit, talking on a cell phone. It was like, you know, a personal profile. Um, oh, here it is. Oh, it's hashtag Aussie Cossack. That's why it was hard to find. Sydney media personality, Simeon Boykov, takes to the air offering his perspective on local and international affairs. Support the channel, fight censorship, click here, all that shit. He's got a bunch of stuff, you know, anti-Ukraine shit, obviously. I got sent this because on the previous podcast I exposed a lot about the weird global homo shit of the Ukraine, right? So, of course, I'm getting some weird-ass Russian uh, stuff, (laughs) you know, and everybody's canceling everything Russian since since um, this shit has started. Um, now, the last time I talked about this on the podcast, they had not yet invaded. Of course, this was back in January. Um, but I knew that the people on the left, if anything did go down, were going to want us to just support Ukraine. We, I knew it. I knew these global homo dorks were going to be like, yes, Ukraine, they have gay parades there. <laughs> Whatever. But So the guy who uh, sent me this file is somebody who apparently goes by the name of Glenn Williams. He's just got a MAGA hat. There's not really too much information about the guy, but it's like strange because he doesn't appear to like be on Instagram. Like, he has a Facebook, so somehow he, somebody must have shared something of our podcast onto Facebook, and they have this new connection because Mark Zuckerberg is like, you know, a robot or whatever. He now made this new connection where people from Instagram and Facebook can message each other, right? So you could write somebody that's on Facebook from Instagram, you could write somebody that's on Instagram from Facebook. Um, which is crazy because I'm totally banned from Facebook. So why can I write people on Facebook and they can see my stuff, but I just can't use the site. It's retarded. But anyway, uh, so this guy, some Facebook boomer sent me this, have a listen and, uh, just, just have a listen. It's interesting. I cannot confirm the validity of it, but it's from last night and that's what I can tell you. Here goes. Front of the 
the 4th of March with an update of the Russian-Ukrainian conflict. In the South area, everything is stable. Uh, the Russians are not experiencing any casualties. There are no 200s. 200 is the word for killed. 300 is the word for wounded in Russian. Uh, practically everything is being cleaned out. Uh, today, the advance on Odessa begins. Troops are moving in with Rosguardia troops, which is Russian Guard troops. Uh, there's about 1,500 Chechen troops with them, and they're waiting for another 2,000 to come up. Everyone on the Russian side is extremely happy, and the morale is very high that they are fighting for Russia. Uh, the Nazis are being liquidated straight away. The Marines are surround the villages, the towns, and then uh, the R Russian National Guard, Rosguardia, uh, comes in with the Chechens. Chechens are fighting well, defending. We are receiving many prisoners. Uh, prison trucks are going day and night back and forth from the line, correct, collecting Ukrainian uh, prisoners from the Ukrainian army. Those who are surrendering are loaded into buses and uh, taken out. After the war, they'll be taken out, uh, out of the front line and back to uh, Russian-held territory. After the war, they'll be released. Those who are captured during battle uh, will be uh, put in front of uh, military tribunals. Nazis are not taken prisoners. All of them are 200s. Fresh information. Uh, Kharkov, or Kharkov is taken. In Kiev, the Chechens are doing a clean-up operation. They've opened a corridor so civilians can leave to the west along the highway. area, a whole ma a massive group, an army group of the Ukrainian army has been completely surrounded. The Russians have given them five hours to make the decision to surrender. Uh, the Russians have already brought in uh, TOS-1 and TOS-1A Tsonsupyok. This is a type of uh, fire um, artillery, a new Russian weapon. It's a new Russian uh, long-range artillery which allows uh, the Russians to burn out whole hectares of land at a distance of 15 kilometers. In five hours, those who have not given up will be liquidated. Tank columns are moving to the west. They are not stopping next to the big cities or towns. Uh, as they go, they've discovered uh, two massive um, military bases which were built uh, by NATO, by the Americans. They built, they spent the last eight years building them. Uh, lots, of, uh, lots of Ukrainian soldiers were died, def died defending them. Uh, foreign sources, foreign press uh, are hiding the truth. They're not talking about this. Not one column, column not one military column with uh, military supplies, ammunition, or equipment from Poland cannot enter. Uh, as soon as it enters 500 to 3 kilometers, this straightaway is destroyed. Uh, the resolve of the Russian troops is very serious. They are very, very, uh, their morale is, the morale is very high. 
the whole of the air corridor, the airspace above Ukraine is closed and completely controlled by the Russians. The Russian forces have destroyed 13 laboratories, biological laboratories, uh, around the whole of Ukraine. Some of them were underground. Uh, so some of them, they had to use several explosions uh, to you know, annihilate them completely. Vladimir Putin has information um, that the West, uh, that the Western uh, Institute for Health from the Western Institute for Health from the, from the United States of America and the French Institute of Health uh, and the German Center uh, for uh, research into infections have invested billions of dollars uh, into Ukraine to make and research uh, new biological weapons. And now they've uh, given uh, this in the form of grants. Putin, Vladimir Putin, uh, has announced that he has evidence, uh, which he will in uh, very uh, very soon. He will publish the, uh, publish this evidence so everyone can see it. His exact quote is, "When the world is ready to listen to him, that's when he'll publish it." In the words of Putin, Zelensky knew about the laboratories, the biological uh, weapons laboratories, and received kickbacks, received bribes uh, in exchange for him being able to uh, work in secret and without, for these labs to be able to work in secret and without official uh, supervision or proper checks. Uh, Vladimir Putin has said that he warned Zelensky many times about uh, these laboratories and demanded they uh, be dismantled. In February of 2020, he warned him that he will dismantle, that Putin will dismantle them himself if Zelensky uh, will not agree to dismantling them. Uh, Putin has uh, said that Zelensky is to blame, uh, is, is to blame, and he put the uh, Ukrainian people in great danger. Uh, uh, our sources indicate. Putin also talked about Israel. He said that uh, min uh, the Ministry for Health of Israel and Mossad had also um, uh, were, were also operating a bio laboratory on the island of Zmini. That's the island in the uh, Black Sea, which was captured recently by the Russians, uh, not far from the, the Delta Dunai, not far from uh, east of the Romanian border, in the Black Sea. And the biolaboratories on this island, on the island of uh, Zmini, they also call it, it's also known in the West as Snake Island. These biolaboratories were involved in, um, were involved in making a military-grade uh, biological weapon. According to Putin, if it was to be released, it could destroy the, uh, the population of the Earth with a 100% death rate. Vladimir Putin has um, reassured uh, that he has reassured everyone that he has taken very strict measures to guarantee that all the pathogens, all the biological and dangerous uh, products uh, will be destroyed effectively 
to make them uh, not dangerous for people. Now, he also added that um, he didn't he didn't confirm whether he used uh, thermo uh, barrack uh, munitions, but the source indicates that it was almost certain that they did. Uh, the Russians are not uh, damaging cities. Uh, they are trying not to damage any buildings uh, and keeping the electricity on uh, and also keeping the water going. They're trying to keep the cities intact. And now we know what Putin is doing in the Ukraine. He is saving mankind literally. Guys, this is first-hand information from the front line. It's just come out. Today is the 4th of March. This podcast uh, has been made in Australia. Uh, We've got direct sources from the front line. Please share this podcast, share the truth. Those of you have uh, already realized what Putin was actually doing in Ukraine, dismantling these biolaboratories and fighting the cabal and fighting the deep state establishment. Uh, Many of you already have realized. Send this information out. Uh, Subscribe to the Telegram channel, Aussie Cossack, for more. Uh, Telegram, Aussie Cossack. Stay safe. Well done to the Russian troops. Well done to the peacemakers, the peacekeepers, as they call them, the Russian peacekeepers who are liberating Russian territory. This news is hot. It's just been announced. We've just discovered this. Spread the word. All the best. So I'm going to play another little informational type sound bite here. Um, now this is from something I had already watched um, previously a while ago, but then the same person who sent me um, the Aussie Cossack uh, sound file from his podcast or whatever, uh, also sent me a link to this uh, Glenn Beck video. And the thing about the Glenn Beck video is that, well, for one, it's extensively long. He just, he fits a lot of information into it, yes. Um, if I was running the Blaze TV channel, I would probably just like break it up into sections at least so people could get to the, you know, whatever section that they're interested in or, or whatever, or at least consume, uh, the bits of information in a, a smaller packets. Cause I think it, it can be kind of overwhelming for him to just ramble on about all of this stuff at once. And, uh, so I had kind of forgot about this video. It was from two years ago. It was from 2020, like, hold on, let me see. February. It's from February 6, 2020. So I had seen this video, um, and I have even referenced some of the facts that he talks about in here in um, the podcast that I did in January about uh, Ukraine and Russia. But thought it was interesting that this guy that sent me the Aussie Cossack also sent me this. But there was 
a lot of stuff discussed in it. Um, obviously, like I said, he, he talks for a long time. Um, if you really want to get to the crux of it, I would go about maybe 20 minutes into it to, to, to even start. Uh, if you already know a little bit about the conflict and what's going on. Uh, but the clip that we're going to play here is from the middle of it, and it is John Kerry. And I didn't remember this video, but I, I again, it was too, a lot of shit has happened the last two years, right? So the um, clip is John Kerry basically admitting that the Obama administration and, and all their buddies were trying to get this prosecutor out for the purpose of Ukraine to be able to fight Russia, okay? He kind of, like, let that slip. And and we're talking about the prosecutor that was in the middle of the Trump impeachment story, all of that. Okay, if you really want to get into all the details of it, um, you can go on YouTube. It's on the Blaze TV channel, but it's Glenn Beck Presents Ukraine, the final piece. Or at least he thought it was the final piece. I don't know. He might be coming up with some new shit soon. But anyway, uh, that's the title of it. Glenn Beck presents Ukraine, the final piece. Peace as in pieces of something, not peace as in uh, lack of war. So, the, uh, I guess it's a presentation, his, his video, the presentation. He covered a lot of things, but he does, you know, he brings up how um, Kolomoisky, the guy who was the head of Burisma, was also the head of Privat Bank, which is where we were bailing out with American tax money when we were bailing out banks or whatever back during Obama uh, 2018 or whatever. Um, but he mentioned something, another thing that I forgot as well, was that the Burisma Privat Bank guy, you know, who's basically a mafioso, he's known for, like, beheading, you know, having people beheaded with chainsaws of his competition and stuff. The, you know, and, like, Glenn Beck points out, like, how, how are the Bidens and everybody just okay with this, right? Um, he also owned the station that aired Zelensky's comedy show where he played president of Ukraine. So, president of the Ukraine currently, as I discussed in the previous show and in the most recent blog at blog.fightwing.com, he played the president of Ukraine on the television before, right? His company... His, his production company that made the TV show Servant of the People started the political party Servant of the People, which was his party that he used to get elected um, <clears throat> using Dominion voting machines in the Ukraine to be the actual president, not just pretending to be president on TV, right? So, if all of that isn't shady enough as it is, one plus one television was actually owned 
by Kolomoisky, the Burisma Privat Bank guy, mafia style guy. Also, he's the financier of uh, the Dnipro Brigade, and that's where Privat Bank is is based. So, just some little uh, things there. Check out this clip, though. Here's John Kerry basically slipping up and admitting, you know, we weren't just trying to care about, uh, you know, Ukrainian refugees or something. We were actually trying to change their government so they could fight the Russians. Here it is. And you want proof? I will tell you, because as Secretary of State, I was deeply involved in this. All of us in the administration were trying to get rid of that prosecutor. From Obama to the Secretary of State to the Vice President, all of us were working on that. The ambassador, and and we knew if Ukraine was going to survive and win the revolution in the end, the Maidan, they had to get rid of that prosecutor, and they did. Wait, wait, now did you catch that? Did you catch that? Firing Ukraine's prosecutor general, the man following the laundering of the money through Burisma and Hunter Biden, it was important to fire him to ensure that Ukraine would, quote, win the revolution, the Maidan. That is the war against Russia. So wait a minute, you were sending blankets. How did you have to fire them to stop the investigation so they could win the war? You're telling me this wasn't about corruption, John Kerry? Did Kerry just reveal the secret plot to fight Russia in a kinetic war using proxy forces and your money? And per the former Secretary of State, it was approved at the very top. Wow. Is it just me? So, make of that information what you will, but just remember that that's a very old recording that was from uh, before COVID and everything, and everybody's now acting like this Russia-Ukraine stuff just started, and Russia just out of nowhere invaded, and this is crazy, and Putin is is this big dictator and stuff, and it's just, look, guys, I think what's going on here is that maybe, just maybe, maybe the majority of you haven't really been paying attention. That's all I'm saying. That's all, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you did something sinister or whatever, uh, any accusations, but maybe a lot of people... They've been very distracted for the last few years by a lot of crazy government authoritarian shit. Basically, the government has been... What have they been doing? Well, they've been telling us what to do, separating us based on medical status, building camps for people to for supposed public health, trying to force people to conform to experimental medicine uh mandates and now they're telling you that we need to go back some neo-nazis in eastern europe i don't know it kind of sounds like you know von braun 
the you know NASA scientists that came from the Nazis. I'm pretty sure he wasn't the only one, huh? Sounds like we have a lot of Nazi shit going on in our government nowadays, don't we? Hmm. Anyway. Make what you will of that. Uh, the next sounds you will hear are uh, new Bleach Battalion recording. I decided to uh, do a cover version of the Sting song, Russians. Originally, he recorded that in uh, 1985. It's based on um, the melody from Prokofiev, um, Lieutenant Triget, and it's the romance theme section of that. Um, so you can go and listen to the things that they were influenced by or whatever, but decided to switch up the lyrics a little bit because hopefully the Russians will be very careful and not accidentally or purposely <laughs> blow up any nuclear or atomic or other such poisonous thing. Hopefully uh, the Ukrainians will avoid doing the same. But this is the song. It just came to my mind to go ahead and do a cover of that song because, well, we're dealing with drama between the West and the Russians again. So, here it is. Police Battalion cover of the Sting song, Russians. <laughs> 